Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today for my uh, next installment, if you will, of Facebook Live. Super excited to be here talking with you all today. Uh, I'm going to be offering a talk on uh, what's known in the Buddhist tradition as Vedana, or feeling tones, and I'll get more into that in a moment. But before we do, uh, just a little bit about why I'm doing the Facebook Live uh, sessions. And if you've been following me, you know that I tend to do these for about a month leading up to online retreat. And this is no different in that way. I'm doing these as a way of kind of building momentum into an online retreat offering entitled Heartfelt Awareness. So heartfelt awareness is, I'm using it as kind of a synonym for mindfulness. And I'll get a little bit more into that in a moment. But just first, I'm going to talk about the, the online retreat. Uh, so this sessions, or these sessions, the retreat will meet uh, twice a week. Uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. In, in Thailand. That's where I'll be broadcasting from. Uh, that equals out to be Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. if you're on the east coast of the U.S., uh, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the Philippines. That's section one. There's two sections. In section two, I've opened uh, really to cater to people who are in Europe or people who like a later start to the day in Asia, perhaps. And this is uh, section two is on Wednesdays and Saturdays in Thailand from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., which is in the Philippines, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And that equals out uh, in France to be Wednesdays and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, like that. So Central Europe time, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. So we'll meet twice a week for eight weeks. The program runs for eight weeks. We open on uh, Wednesday the 27th, and that's in Asia. If you're in the States, it would be Tuesday the 26th of July. And we run until the third week of September. I believe that's September 16th or 17th. Yeah, 16th or 17th, depending on where you are. <laughs> uh, so that's eight weeks. We meet twice a week. now. Uh, if you are interested in the course, you can make as many of the live sessions or as few as you feel comfortable. All of the sessions are recorded and they're made available only to the retreat participants. Only to the retreat participants. And I do that uh, to hold a container of confidentiality. So the retreat offerings are capped at about 15 participants per section, and I do that uh, to create kind of a cohort vibe. We all kind of get to know each other. There's a bit of sharing that happens, and, and we are, well, I really like to cultivate a feeling of we're on this journey together. All the participants, and myself included, are really on this exploration of heartfelt awareness together. This program and everything that I offer is offered within a trauma-sensitive framework. 
I have been uh, certified in trauma-sensitive mindfulness through Dr. David Trelevin. And also everything that I offer is offered within a secular voice. Now, I've, I have trained very deeply in the Buddhist traditions. And so very often, today included perhaps, uh, I will be speaking uh, from the teachings of the Buddha. But when I do, I try to offer that in a way that's accessible uh, to people from any faith, all walks of life, no faith, doesn't matter. Uh, these practices can be done by everyone. A little bit more about the course then. Uh, this course is appropriate for people of all experience levels. If you've never meditated before, if you have a little bit of meditation experience, or if you're an advanced practitioner, all are welcome like that. Okay. So I think we'll just do a very brief meditation as a way of kind of setting the stage for this talk on feelings, feeling tones. So we'll just do this for about three to five minutes and I'll ring the bell momentarily to bring us in and I'll offer a bit of guiding. And so this can be done with your eyes open or closed and really in any seated posture or standing or lying down. If you're driving, you probably wouldn't want to follow along because that might be hazardous. Okay. And so the invitation here is just to arrive into this present moment. And there are many ways of arriving and connecting to the experience of the present moment. And perhaps for today's practice, perhaps we can just start with the experience of the breath. And so if you wish, if it feels helpful and supportive, you might take a deep breath here. Just feel how the breath, breath moves through the body as you inhale and exhale. You might notice the rising and falling of the abdomen, the expanding and contracting of the rib cage. Perhaps noticing the rising and falling of the shoulders, the back moving out on the in-breath and in on the out-breath. You might notice how the body tends to straighten up slightly as you breathe in and leans forward slightly as you breathe out. Perhaps noticing how the temperature changes from cooler to warmer at the nose and the back of the throat with each breath. Resting, breathing.
And so while we're here resting with the experience of breath, the invitation then is to bring awareness to the feet and just noticing any sensation arising from the feet. Perhaps the contact of the feet against the ground or the floor or the carpet. We might also notice the weight of the body against the cushion or chair, mat or floor. Perhaps noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other. The arms resting against the body. Inviting the hands and arms to relax, letting any tension or stress go. There might be sensations of clothing against the back. Sensations of clothing against the shoulders. There might be sensations arising throughout the cheeks of the face. And noticing sensations arising from the top of the head. And so while we're here resting, arriving, and connecting to the breath, to the body, the invitation then is to notice any sounds which might be available. There might be quiet, subtle sounds or, or loud, obvious sounds. Perhaps just noticing the sound of my voice and how my voice interacts with the backdrop of silence of stillness. Regardless of the volume of the sound or the origin of the sound, perhaps noticing that sounds are always present moment experiences. And as such, sounds can make a great guidepost back to the present moment should we find we get distracted by thoughts, we can always return back to the experience of sound. Likewise, the body, the breath, always present moment. So just taking a few extra moments here to continue arriving, settling, Resting, resting. And so in the next few moments, I'll ring the sound of the bell to 
to signal the end of this very brief guided meditation. Okay, so thank you all for, for joining me in that. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy that as much as I did. <laughs> okay, so moving into the topic of today's talk, and before we actually get into the bulk of Vedana, or feelings, feeling tones, just a little bit of a recap of some of the ground that I've covered so far in these heartfelt awareness uh, Facebook Live offerings. So in our first session together, we explored uh, the meaning of heartfelt awareness and, and why I prefer the term heartfelt awareness over the term mindfulness. And I talked about the original word in Sanskrit and Pali, which is sati, which is very traditionally translated as mind. But that term doesn't actually equal mind. <laughs> and it could have easily have been translated as heart. And so I, I really like this idea of bringing this heartfelt awareness to our experience, embracing, if you will, what's arising in the present moment with this sense of equanimity, of non-judgment, of compassion, of kindness, and of joy. So then in our second offering together, uh, we explored bringing this heartfelt awareness to the body. And I actually did about a 20 minute guided meditation in that voyage together. Now, if you haven't seen those previous Facebook Live sessions, don't worry, You're, you will still get uh, benefit from being here and, and uh, tuning into this. And then if you're curious about those, you can go back and check those out. So feelings, feeling tones. So the Sanskrit word or Pali is Vedana. Now Vedana, the literal translation from Sanskrit or Pali into English, does translate into feelings. But I think that, you know, if we just say feelings, that could be a bit confusing, right? Because then we tend to think like about complex feelings, like uh, complex emotions, like anger or sadness or, or uh, happiness or rage or longing. But that's not what's being referred to when we say Vedana or feeling tones. We're talking about something actually much more immediate, much more basic. In fact, we're talking about what arises or the quality that arises in our experience in every moment of contact with the present. Our nervous system encounters the present moment. And in that encounter, we feel either pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And that's like the very immediate present moment experience. That's a given. In each and every moment of contact, 
which is every moment that we're awake at least and perhaps when we're sleeping as well. There will be an experience of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And so I think it's helpful to remember that this is a spectrum of feeling tones. Very often uh, when people hear, okay, we have pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, it, it feels like it might be like three baskets that we kind of uh, are asked to categorize our experience. Okay, this is pleasant, that's pleasant, this is unpleasant, that's neutral. And life doesn't really work that way, <laughs> right? Our experience of life is very fluid and shifting and changing and evolving and morphing. So it's not really um, sensible to think that all of our experiences are going to fit into these neat three categories. So to see it as a spectrum and that our experiences can be somewhat pleasant and then they can shift and evolve and change into neutral and then very often neutral morphs or change into pleasant or unpleasant and uh, we go about our day with this kind of ever-changing field of feeling tones. And so why is this important? Well, it's a good question, fair enough, and hopefully this will become clearer as this talk unfolds. So Vedana feeling tones is the second foundation of the four foundations of mindfulness. The first foundation is, is the physical body. The second foundation is what we're talking about today, feeling tones. Third foundation is our mind and mind structures, the thinking of the mind and the attitudes that arise in the mind. And then the fourth foundation is really the, the frameworks for which we experience life through. And you might kind of get a sense that that's going from gross, the physical body, to subtle, which is where we're at now, kind of the, the feeling tones. The, it's very subtle. It's not really tangible, but we sense it. We know it's there. Then we go into the mind and the thoughts, and that gets even more subtle. And then the fourth, which is known as dhammas or mental formations, that's the most subtle like that. So we're kind of uh, moving up the spectrum from gross to subtle to more subtle to very subtle like that. So the reason or one of the reasons anyway that feeling tones or Vedana is one of the foundations of mindfulness is that it's happening all of the time. And so we practice cultivating a type of awareness to this usually unconscious aspect of our experience. And as we cultivate that heightened sense of awareness, we become more uh, connected to the present moment because this is happening all of the time. It's a moment by moment experiential unfolding. And so when we can start to really anchor our attention into the feeling tones, we become very connected to what's arising 
in each and every moment. So let's take a look at this here. We have a sensory stimulus, right? We have the environment right now. Hopefully you're listening to me or looking at me. And that would be a sensory stimulus that might give rise to a particular feeling tone, perhaps pleasant, perhaps unpleasant, or perhaps neutral, depending on how this is landing for you. We then interpret our feeling tones with either attraction, aversion, or indifference, right? If it's a pleasant feeling tone, we tend to feel attracted towards that. If it's an unpleasant feeling tone, we tend to feel aversion. If it's a neutral feeling tone, we tend to fall into indifference. You know, we really don't care that much. It's not pulling us in any one direction. Now, without mindfulness, without a practice of meditation and mindfulness, we generally fall into some reaction around that interpretation. So if we have the pleasant feeling tone, we interpret that with attraction without mindfulness, we're going to move into craving. Yes, I want that. I want more of that. I have to have that. We start chasing, pursuing, desiring, thirsting, craving. If it's an unpleasant feeling tone that we've interpreted with aversion, we tend to move into a, a reactive emotion such as anger or fear, rage or desperation perhaps. When the feeling tone is neutral that we've interpreted with indifference, we tend to kind of numb out. There's a kind of boredom that arises and so forth. And so here we can see how these feeling tones, although very neutral in their being wholesome or unwholesome, they're, they're quite neutral. They're just what arises when our nervous system connects with its environment. It's just what arises. It's not bad or good. But we make it bad or good <laughs> with the interpretation that leads to the reactive emotion, right? As William Shakespeare once said, uh, there's nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Thinking makes it so. So we have this reactive emotion. Let's say we have the pleasant feeling tone that we feel an attraction towards. We move into craving or desire. We might bring that into fruition. Again, without a mindfulness practice, we could express that in some very unhealthy ways, addiction, uh, pursuit, all kinds of uh, suffering that comes from this uh, unhealthy expression of craving, right? If we have the unpleasant feeling tone that leads to aversion uh, and we move into anger around that, we might express that by yelling, kicking, punching, screaming, shouting. And the neutral feeling tone, which we interpreted with indifference that led to a type of numbness, uh, we move into ignorance in the truest sense of the word, right? We just ignore it. It's overlooked. It's the overlooked aspects of our life, the blind spots. And this, you know, can be expressed in, again, some very, very painful ways like uh, racism, 
or uh, indifference towards other people's sufferings. So this is one of the reasons why this practice, I think, is so important. Because we can start to step out of the chain reactions that are habitually ingrained in our nervous system. With mindfulness, we can start to interrupt this chain and bring uh, ourselves to, to uh, engage in more wholesome, more skillful, and more beneficial ways in the world. So I'll give a little example of that. Let's say that uh, I go to a concert, right? I go to see the New York Philharmonic. And I want to go see the Brandenburg Concertos because I love Bach's Brandenburg Concertos. And um, yeah, I used to be an upright bass player once upon a time, and the Brandenburg Concertos have great bass lines. And because the basses generally don't project all that well, uh, it might be nice to get nice seats and sit close. So I buy expensive tickets, and I'm there waiting for the orchestra to start. And the, the orchestra takes the stage, they're tuning, the conductor raises the baton and brings the orchestra into the first movement of the Brandenburg Concerto. And one measure or two measures into the first movement, a couple behind me start talking. Okay, now all of that is giving rise to feeling tones. Perhaps, you know, I'm sitting there with anticipation, waiting for the orchestra, that might be a pleasant feeling tone. Or if they're running 10 minutes late, there may be some unpleasant feeling tones there. Or, you know, if I'm just there and, and nothing's happening, there may be, it might be quite neutral. Then when the orchestra starts into their, uh, the Brandenburg Concerto, I might feel really pleasant feeling tones, right? So this is happening all of the time. But let's use the couple behind me talking as our focus. So they're talking. Right? I feel as, as a result of the, the sound of the voices behind me, the surprise of the sound of the voices behind me, let's say I feel an unpleasant feeling tone. Now, if I've never meditated before or practiced mindfulness, I might interpret that unpleasant feeling tone with aversion. I might move into anger. And then perhaps I would turn around to them and say and start yelling at them. Hey, what's the matter with you? Don't you know they're trying to perform and I've spent a lot of money on these tickets? Don't you have any respect? Blah, 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 blah. Like causing suffering for myself and for the couple behind me <laughs> and probably for the conductor and the orchestra as well. Okay. Let's say that I've practiced maybe, I don't know, six days, six weeks, six months, six years, six lifetimes. Doesn't matter how long. But eventually we start to become sensitive to a gap in between the reaction and bringing that to fruition. So here's what that might look like. I'm at the concert. Uh, the orchestra starts playing and the couple behind me starts talking. That brings up an unpleasant feeling tone. I interpret that unpleasant feeling tone with aversion and I get, I feel the anger arising, but there, because there's now a space in between the anger and the fruition, I can take a pause. I can say, no, just because I feel angry doesn't mean I have to yell at somebody. I can choose another way. 
I don't repress it either. The idea is just to feel the anger and allow it to move through our body, our mind, and our heart, because we know everything that arises passes. Everything that arises passes, including our anger. So six days, six weeks, six months, six years, six lifetimes later, I'm at the orchestra. They're playing the Brandenburg Concerto. People behind me start talking. I hear the voices behind me. I feel an unpleasant feeling tone come up in my body. I interpret that unpleasant feeling tone with aversion. But now there's a space in between the interpretation of the feeling tone and the reaction. Just because I feel aversion in my body doesn't mean I have to get angry. I can rest in the natural, normal tension that is aversion. I become comfortable with that. Okay. Six days, six weeks, six months, six years, six lifetimes of practice later, I'm at a concert. They're playing the Brandenburg Concerto. A couple behind me starts talking. That gives rise to an unpleasant feeling tone in the body. But now there's a space in between the feeling tone and the interpretation. Just because I feel unpleasantness in the body doesn't mean I have to interpret that with aversion. Recognizing perhaps that part of the human experience is to have unpleasant feelings. It's kind of sewn into the fabric of the human life. And so this is the benefit or one of the great benefits of bringing mindfulness to our feeling tones. And this is done uh, quite traditionally, this is done through a body scanning practice. And so if you wish, you could go back to the previous Facebook live session that I offered where I guided a 20 minute body scanning practice. And as we go through the body, you could simply ask, okay, are the feet feeling pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? And just kind of identify, okay, pretty neutral. Then we go to the legs. Do the legs feel pleasant? Do they feel unpleasant or neutral? And so forth. And you might be following along as I'm mentioning this. And there may not be much there. My feet actually feel quite neutral right now. That's good. Then you might get up to the ankles and to the legs, and then you might say, oh, actually, there's a pain in my foot now. Great. We don't have to try to fix the feeling tones into being any one experience, recognizing that they're fluctuating all of the time. They're changing all of the time. The, the landscape of Vedana, the landscape of feeling tones, is an ever-changing, shifting landscape. And that is one of the great insights of mindfulness of feeling tones. Because as we just saw in that example myself at a concert, our emotions and our you know, in particular, our emotional reactivity 
that we tend to take so seriously is based on this ever-changing landscape. It's based on feeling tones that are fluid and changing. It's like we, it's like we take something so seriously that we, we feel to be fixed and permanent up here when the underlying ground is just this fluid changing landscape. There's nothing, the, the reactivity of anger, of fear, of dread, of longing, of craving, of desire, it's, it seems to be fixed and solid, right? But when we recognize that the ground that all of that reactivity rests upon doesn't really exist, <laughs> we stop taking our reaction so seriously. And that there's a tremendous amount of freedom in that. So you might ask yourself, well, that all sounds great. <laughs> and how is this done? And, and I, I kind of give a little bit of an example of that. And, you know, you might set aside maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour. It doesn't matter how long, but a certain amount of time in the day where you bring mindfulness to how you're feeling. How am I feeling right now? Am I feeling pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? So the feeling tones themselves can't be argued with, right? They're not, there's no judgment there, right? Right now, well, there's some parts of my experience that feel very pleasant. I'm, speaking about these teachings that I love so much. So there's a pleasantness about that. At the same time, I could have an upset stomach. So there may be some unpleasantness. And my feet and my hands, my shoulders, my, my top of my head all feel quite neutral. So it's a kind of blend of bringing awareness to what's happening in the present moment. So there's no you know, set answer. Again, it's always changing and shifting and evolving. So the idea there is if you ask yourself repeatedly for an hour, what am I feeling right now? There's no wrong answer or right answer. It's just an exploration. It's just a way of bringing heartfelt awareness to what's happening in the present moment. Like that. So the Buddha actually gave just one instruction on feeling tones. He was very concise. And he said, when feeling a pleasant tone, feeling tone, one knows I'm feeling a pleasant feeling tone. When feeling an unpleasant feeling tone, one knows I'm feeling an unpleasant feeling tone. When feeling a neutral feeling tone, one knows I'm feeling a neutral feeling tone. That's it. <laughs> so it's really just about bringing this heartfelt awareness to what's happening right now. And now. And now. Over and over again. Keep coming back to what's unfolding in the present moment. Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Is it neutral? 
So one of the, the, the challenges of this practice is it's actually uh, very, very simple. It's almost like asking a fish to observe the water that it swims within. Because these feeling tones are arising all of the time, we so very often overlook them. Right. And going back to my earlier example of being at a concert, right, if I was overlooking the feeling tones, I would perhaps say to a friend later, maybe they asked me how the concert was, and I'd say, yeah, the, the concert was great, but these jerks behind me were talking the whole time. <laughs> right. I'm blaming them for how I'm feeling. In that case, and this is, I think, this is how most of us move through our life. We, we blame the external experiences for our internal landscape and how that's unfolding. Right? But this practice allows us to reclaim that. We reclaim responsibility for how we're experiencing our life. Right? They're no longer responsible for my feeling because I recognize that my reaction is based on what's arising in my body in relationship to the people talking behind me. Right? It's not, it's not, I'm not getting angry because they're talking behind me. I'm getting angry because of how my body is tensing up when I hear their voices, of how I'm interpreting that tension, and how I'm reacting to that, into that tension in the body. That's where the anger is coming from. And so, again, when we start to bring mindfulness to this direct contact, this immediacy of the present moment, we can start to circumvent that reactivity. Again, we're not, it's not a practice of repression. We're not choking things down or, or pushing things away. I shouldn't be that way. I don't want to be that way. No. It's about opening up to and softening into what's arising and bringing that heartfelt awareness to our experience. Hmm. So if you do uh, embark on this eight-week journey with me, and I hope you will, um, we'll spend uh, you know, roughly two weeks uh, going through the practices of feeling tones. I feel like there's an awful lot more I could say here, um, but you know, this for me feels like a, a good place to stop. If I get into the next chapter on feeling tones, I might go on for another hour or so. Uh, and again, this is very rich, very, very rich topic. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post them underneath the video, or you can direct message me through Facebook or Instagram or email me through the website. The website is suchsweetthunder.org. Also, if you're interested in signing up for the retreat, uh, please go to the website, and there's a registration form there on the first page of the website. 
If you have any questions about the retreat, again, you can message me there as well. I will be back sometime next week uh, doing this again, but talking about equanimity, which is the topic of the other uh, retreat that I'm offering. Both retreats open at the last week of July. That's all I've got. So I'll ring the bell to, to finish this out and make it official. Thank you once again for joining me, whether you're here live or watching this back and recording. I love doing these sessions and I wouldn't be able to do them without an audience, obviously. So, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. And um, we'll see you all next time. Good night.